name of the dead through his inheritance, that the name of the dead might not be cut off from among his brethren and from his position at the gate. You are witnesses this day. So in the presence of the witnesses, he had gathered together. Boaz made crystal clear all that had just transpired. David Gusick, in his commentary, had a good explanation. For those in our day who say that a marriage ceremony is not important, we have people in our day and age who obviously say, well, it's not really important that we go through with the marriage ceremony. Here's what he wrote. He said, Boaz had a love for Ruth that was public, a love that he wanted to be publicly witnessed and registered. Sometimes people wonder why a marriage ceremony or a marriage license is important. They say such things as, couldn't we just be married in God's sight? But there is something severely lacking in a love that doesn't want to proclaim itself, that does not want witnesses, that does not want the bond to be recognized by civil authorities. That love falls short of true marital love. So, so to those who say, well, if we were on a desert island and there was no one there to marry us, could we, would we still be married before God? And the answer is yes, on a desert island. But you're not on a desert island. There are witnesses and civil authorities for you to proclaim your commitment of marital love to. God wants you to do it. I think he has a point. We see that because of his actions, <clears throat> Boaz receives praise from the people. It says, and all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, we are witnesses. The Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah, that who built the house of Israel? And may you prosper in Ephrathah and be famous in, in Bethlehem. Make your house be the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah because of the offspring which the Lord will give you from this young woman. Part of the blessing pronounced on Ruth and Boaz was that of children in verse, 20, in verse 12. We don't really know how old Ruth is at this point. It may have been that she was really on the edge of being too old to have children. I don't know. This may well have been a common blessing given to married couples. But in this, in this case, it had even greater meaning. In the 10 years that Ruth was married to Malone, she had not been able to bear a child. But through the Lord's intervention, she conceived and bore a son for Boaz. In the next verse, verse 13, we read, So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife, and he went into her, and the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. I want you to note specifically that the writer gives the credit for the conception to the Lord. He says, And the Lord gave her conception. And the third thing that we see is the descendants of Boaz and Ruth. Then the women said to Naomi, 
Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a close relative and may his name be famous in Israel. Perhaps no one, including Boaz, understood that his name was going to be remembered and made famous in Israel. And although Mr. So-and-so didn't realize it, nor did Boaz realize it, there was a lasting name that was at stake here. The woman was attracted to here was not only a woman of beauty and character and a strong work ethic and the ability to lift and carry 80 pounds of grain. My wife says that I should not call her a hoss of a woman, but if she can carry 80 pounds, she's still a hoss of a woman. But now he also had an important role in God's plan. Verse 15 says, the blessing continued with these words. And may it be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. Now remember, we're talking to Naomi at this point. For your daughter-in-law who loves you is better to you than seven sons has born to him. It's fitting that these blessings in the life of Naomi are given so much attention at the end of the book. Naomi was the one who originally made the decision to return to the Lord. And all that had transpired had transpired because Naomi made that decision. And it is a wonderful demonstration of what God can do through one person who gets right with God. It is also fitting because Naomi was the one who said in chapter 1, the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. The Lord has brought me home again empty. The Lord has testified against me. If only Naomi could have seen how greatly the Lord would bless her at the end. Naomi had earlier lost all the things that she had been clinging to to find her earthly fulfillment. Yet even that loss was a part of God's gracious plan for her good. If she had not first lost everything, we would have never known about her. She would have never learned to appreciate Ruth's true worth are to grow in her understanding of the Lord. She had to lose her two sons to appreciate the one who was better than seven sons. It was through this crucible of suffering, painful as it was for her, it was necessary for her spiritual growth and for her place in God's plan. But we really can't blame Naomi, can we? We certainly do the same kind of thing. We should also learn from what she learned. We should learn that God's plan is perfect, that it is filled with love, and even when we can't figure out what he is doing, he still knows 
what he is doing. We should learn that it really is true. All things work together for good, for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. It doesn't say all things are good. It says all things work together for good. Naomi had despaired of living a lonely old age and had, because of Ruth's devotion, now once again found that she belonged to a family. Verse 16 says, And then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom, and she became a nurse to him. Also the neighbor woman gave him a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. Obed means to serve or one who serves. Obed was a delight to his grandmother, there is no doubt. And he served to deliver her from her former bitterness. The the book opened with the statement, and in those days when the judges ruled. And what's the next phrase that comes along with that? And in the days when the judges ruled and every man did what was right in his own eyes. And it closes, it closes with the genealogy of Israel's most famous king. For in verse 17, he begins the genealogy saying, He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. And then he goes on down through the the genealogy until the very end where it says, "And, And Boaz begot Obed, and Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David. Here is Ruth, the Moabitess of questionable ancestry, who found acceptance among the people of God. Perhaps in a closing point of application for us as a church is this. Ruth found a place of acceptance among the people of God. Is our church a place where people with notorious reputations can come and be accepted? Is there any danger whatsoever that our church could be accused of being that church where sinners go. That's not just a concern for the pastor and the church leadership to ponder, but each of us have a role to play in what people feel when they walk in through those church doors. It's our responsibility. It's our privilege to make them feel safe and accepted. Let's pray. Father, thank you for each one that's been so faithful to come tonight. I pray that in some way, the things that we have studied and looked at together may be an encouragement to their hearts. We do pray for those this morning, this evening, Father, that we have lifted up this morning, those who have very specific illnesses and problems and uh, we think of uh, Barbara Garrison and we we lift her up Lord we pray that uh, the 
chemo that she's started will be effective in uh, stopping this uh, spread of this disease. We pray for Robbie as she continues to recuperate in rehab. Pray that you'd give her strength. We pray for Tracy as she waits on this next and, and last chemo treatment. And we pray that her uh, blood levels be such that she'll be able to take uh, that last treatment. And we pray for Carolyn Frazier as they begin to uh, determine how they're going to treat this cancer that they found. We pray for her strength. We pray for Tommy. We pray for wisdom. We pray that you'd undergird them and pray that you would <clears throat> be very real to them. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed. Thank you. <clears throat>